Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Uh, we have, uh, well, we have a guest speaker, but actually it, he's more than that to us. He's a very good friend of this house now. Our brother Terence Richmond, Terence and Julia have three beautiful children, and, and God spoke to their hearts, and they called them from down south, from California, who would ever want to leave California, <laughs> and come to Canada. Why? Because God said. See, they could do anything they want to. They could have done anything they wanted to do, but they were obedient to the voice of God. And with their precious family, and we thank you for being obedient, brother, and hearing the voice of God and coming alongside of us here in Canada and being with us and ministering to the people, of, people here who are in desperate need for Jesus in our city, in the low mainland, etc. And so, you're a great friend of ours. We love you, brother. You are so welcome. And so let's welcome Terence from LoveQuest today. Amen, brother. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen, brother. Bless you. Bless you, brother. God bless you. Thank you. Um, First of all, can I, can I get a little bit more mic in the house as well as, is the keyboard player some, please, just for a second, sir, I'm so glad you didn't go to the washroom. Um, thank you, Horizon Church, your team. Um, before I get going, I want to thank your pastors, uh, Pastor Craig and Shanda Miller, if you guys are watching, I love you dearly. Um, I pray that you are not just getting rest, but getting restoration. Um, you, you guys don't mind if I just speak from my heart and what God has for you today, right? All right, that's about 30 people. The rest of you, I'll just pray for you. That's okay. And... Um, no one knows the weight of the call. And it seems like everyone feels like they're the only member in the church sometimes. Their issues, their, their thoughts, their opinions, their mindsets, how they think things should go. Um, when you have pastor, pastors, pastor family who has given up everything to serve you the best they know how. I want you to understand, it is not normal to lay your life down. If it was, more people would do it. So when you find a couple people that are willing to try to give their life, their children, their time, their dreams, their schedule, and they adopt God's dream for their life and say, God, whatever you want to do with my dreams, do it. When you find that, it is, 
to your benefit to make their job easy. Right, so for me, I just encourage those that are willing to at this time to be praying for your pastors because there's things that they do that they carry that no one sees, right? There's, there's people there up in the middle of the night talking to, praying for. And so just pray for them and keep them lifted. And here's my encouragement is that if you can't say anything good about them, or send good words towards them. Don't say anything, right? He said in the blue suit, he said, shut up, <laughs> right? That, I wanted to say that, but you said it for me, the Lord, the Lord, you know me, but, but anyways. Um, and so Pastor Craig and Pastor Shanda, I love you, the Richmond family love you, Love Quest loves you, and there's many, many, many sons and daughters in Vancouver and beyond that love you, and we pray right now that you are being championed, you are being restored, not just from this pandemic, but from years and years of serving before you took the, the spot in Horizon, that God is restoring all the years that the canker worm has stolen and the locust has eating. We love you, sir. We love you, ma'am. And we love your children as well. And so thank you for the opportunity as well as my wife. Thank you. And then Horizon family, I just feel the Lord. Um, I think we need to just take a second to just really kind of get back and just to a, to a worship moment. And just right where you are, I just want you to lift your hands. And I want us all to sing. Without someone leading us, lead yourself. And in this moment, that song is so powerful. Oh God, oh God, I need you. Oh God, oh God, I need you now. How I need you now. Oh rock, oh rock, oh rock of ages, I'm standing on your On your, on your faithfulness, you were, you were. Y'all leave me. You are the same. You were provided. afraid to lift your voices without the amplified sound you were savior come on lift your voices you are you are yes. lift your hands right where you are and just exhort him right where you are he will meet you right where you are. Give him praise right where you are. I challenge you to go beyond your casual praise. Just stir yourself up. Stir your neighbor's faith up. Oh God, we need you. You did it before, you'll do it again. Same God right now, same God back then. You are faithful, God. 
You were mighty then, you are mighty now. You were strong then, you are strong now. You were powerful then, you are powerful now. You love then, you love now. You were faithful then, you are faithful now. You love then, you love now. You broke through then, you will break through now. You strengthen then, you'll strengthen now. You parted the seas then, you'll part the seas now. You move mountains then, you'll move mountains now in Jesus' name. You went before us then, you'll go before us now in Jesus' name. You got in the pit with us then, you'll get in the pit with us now. You went in the prison with us then, you'll get in the prison with us now. You healed then, you'll heal now in Jesus' name. today not tomorrow but I have removed the restrictions I've tumbled over the barriers I've removed the brass ceiling I've shut the lion's mouth I've broken down the prison walls I've busted all the shackles I've opened the prison doors today I need you to break free whoever you are today break forth Thank you so much. I could have you play there the whole time. I might forget you, so you go take your seat while you have a chance. Yes. I was given a privilege to share with you guys, and um, that's what I'm going to do. And I just have a very simple title, very simple focus, and I'm going to try to deliver this to you the best way I can. Okay? Um, the title today is Just One. One word, one touch, one moment. One word, one touch, one moment. One word, one touch, one moment. Say one word, one touch, one moment. Just a little bit louder. Those that have a voice to go a little louder, just go ahead and turn, turn it up just a little bit. One word, one touch, one moment. And then now we're going to go a little bit louder to make the people upset that don't like loud. Amen. Ready? One word, one touch, one moment. 
Before I move into that topic, I want to give you something that you really need to write down. This is something that God is doing right now. It's amazing that you sang that song. It's because a part of my message today is to remind you that he is the same God. And I think we easily forget that. We easily forget that. And the world remains lost around you because you serve a historical God and a future God instead of serving the God of the right now moment. Amen. I'm glad you know theology. I know you, I'm glad you know the history of, 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 of Jesus, but this generation needs to know God is for them today. All right, all right. So 2 Kings 3, really quickly, you at home, you here. 2 Kings 3, I just want to give you a word really quickly, and then we'll give you a word really quickly. Amen. You will see neither wind nor rain. You will see neither wind nor rain. Says who? But this valley will be filled with water. You won't see wind or rain, but you will see signs that wind and rain came. Yeah, I'm going to help you out a minute. I'm going to help you out. You will see neither wind nor rain, says the Lord. But this valley will be filled with water. You will have plenty for yourselves and your cattle and other animals. You will have enough for you, your cattle. And I don't think back then they were just dealing with one cow. Right? We're talking an abundance of rain, but there's no sign of it. Here's what the Lord is telling those that really believe. Is that you can expect wonders without warning. Oh, I'm just, I heard this word few few weeks ago, and, and I kid you not, several couple weeks later, I got wonders, but there was no warning. See, this is the level and kind of faith that is required in the last day church, is that there's a great expect, I know, I know some of you have your lives all together. You, you don't, what I'm, what I'm saying, there's, there's a crop of people that have no monetary need, therefore we don't have need for God right now. And we get in a, a religious routine and we come to church, we got our church home, we pay our, we give our tithes, but when it comes to the fervor and passion that the world needs, the Bible says you are the light of the world. Have you ever, have you ever touched a light that has been lit? It's not only bright, but it's what? Hot. hot. I was talking to somebody about this. You need to be either hot or what? Cold or lukewarm. You get what? Spewed out. And what the world does not need is a lukewarm church. What a world does not need is to not be able to tell the difference between someone, a construction worker that's saved and a construction worker that's not. A doctor that's saved and a doctor that's not. What is the difference between you and your co-workers? Are you hot or are you cold? The Lord says, I prefer you cold or I prefer you hot. Here's why. When you're lukewarm, it actually is detrimental to your mental health. Ooh, because when you in the middle, there's a part of your life that has to be a lie. Because to one group of people, you're this, and to one group of people, you're that. And when you're around one group of people, you can't be that. And when you're around them, you can't be that. It's not good for your mental health to be lukewarm. You need to make a choice. 
It's hard to be filled with the Holy Ghost, but super chill all the time. I'm talking about younger people and older people. I'm talking about black and white, Asia. I'm talking about everybody. You cannot tell me you feel with the Holy Ghost, but no passion. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Only got me for a little bit while longer. Wonders without warning. Right? The, 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 the repetition of church going has to go higher than just attendance. It has to result in power. And let me tell you, finances is not merely the only, if, if, if any, the, the, the sign that the Lord is alive. Because you have all your ducks in a row. The Lord can use somebody with their ducks all out of sort. You cannot have no ducks to row up. And the Lord is with you. You can be a slave like Joseph and favor follows you everywhere you go. See, maybe for some people that's older, you don't understand how bad it is for this generation. Because for some of us, we just go do our garden. We go to work. We, 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 get, we come home. We get our tea. We get our coffee. We get our glass of wine. We watch our favorite show. We maintain our house. We buy. We sell. We, we just going through our life routine. And we have no clue of the dying generation. And if I read the word correctly, it says that when you are filled with the spirit, it says that even the older will prophesy. Let me tell you some of you older people who are alive but think your ministry is dead. This, this generation will not make it without you pouring into it. If you're well off, raise up some entrepreneurs. Whatever area you have wisdom and you have expertise, there's a generation that needs your discipleship. If you are breathing, you have a purpose and a ministry. Hallelujah. Luke 24. They said to one another, were not our hearts greatly moved and burning within while he was talking with us on the road? And as he opened and explained to us the sense of the scripture, I want to highlight this green part. Greatly moved and what? Burning while he was talking with us on the road. What's not said here, but is implied is they were walking on a road with Jesus. So for me to have a fire for Jesus, I need to be walking with Jesus. But here's the thing. He is talking on the road. Not in my rocking chair. He can talk there, but he's talking most of the time on the road. Go ye what? Therefore. It is on the go, you will re he will reveal himself the most. When you are on the road, when you are on the mission, when you are winning souls, when you are making disciples, when you are seeking him first, it is on the road. He opens himself up in ways that you have not ever even imagined. You can read, him, you can read about him in your window Drinking your coffee at your devotion. 
You can get a glimpse of him and you can, you can get touched and have some great devotional moments. But to know him is to walk with him and walk for him, speak with him, speak for him, be his witnesses. Leviticus 6 says, and and, and, in Luke he says, our hearts burn. It is impossible to encounter Jesus and not burn. So if you're not burning, you just had an informational encounter. It has to go from information to this experiential moment with God. He never reveals himself for you to stay the same. He's a fire starter. If you encounter Jesus, you get lit. Right? You know how some of us, when we drink, when we smoke, whatever you do, you get lit. Some of you get lit when you go to the gym and you're like, ah. Some of you get lit when you party. Some of you get lit when you watch your favorite Netflix series. Ozark just came out with the final series. Any, I can't wait to go watch that. He says, look, and he shall put off his garments and put on other garments. Do you see the preparation for encounter? There's a change of clothes you have to put on approaching the sacrifice. There is a time where you got to take the old man off and put the new man on. But look what is happening and carry the ashes outside the camp to clean to a clean place. And the fire upon the altar shall be kept burning on it. Thank you for more light. I am dark skin. Amen. (laughs) And the fire upon the altar shall be kept burning on it. generation all you seasoned saints who told you to stop burning who told you to bag off and let the young people go forth young people who told you you got to be older to be burning who told you you got to know your whole bible to be on fire he says the altar shall keep burning Well, the altar space back then just looks different now. It was in a literal altar space, but the altar space of the New Testament believers right here, right in your heart. And this is your responsibility, not God's. You got to stoke the fire. You have to add wood. You have, to, you have to do your part, and then the wind of the Holy Ghost will breathe on it. It says, the priest, it says, it shall not be allowed to go out. So to keep these flames in my heart burning, I have to, Proverbs 4, guard my heart. For out of it flows the issues of life and or the fire of heaven flows out of this place out of the abundance of your heart the mouth what speaks life and death is in the power of the what tongue right now I'm spitting flames because my heart is on fire right now I'm really loud because the fire is really big in my soul 
The priest shall burn wood, you see, burn wood on it every morning. So you have a responsibility, I have a responsibility daily to tend to my garden. Daily to make sure I'm around faith-filled, faith-talking believers. I have a responsibility to pursue Jesus every day. And lay the burnt offering in order upon it, and he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. Why every day and why in different ways? I cannot do the same weightlifting program every day and expect great results. At some point, I will plateau. You can't expect to live your faith the same way you have for years and expect to, number one, grow. You might grow in more knowledge, but what's good to knowledge if you don't have no fire? What good is your marriage if you know your spouse, but you're not excited about your spouse? Hallelujah. Sorry, did I just stomp? I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Verse 13, the fire shall be burning continually upon the altar. Listen to what he says. It shall not go out. In other words, you have to live a life pursuing God, not waiting for him to pursue you. Answering God, not waiting for him to answer you. Respond to his goodness, not waiting for him to reward your, your, your duties that you did. Not waiting for him to reward you setting up chairs or giving an offering. You have to and I have to live a life that is constantly in pursuit of God. I have a responsibility to stay lit or I will not be effective in this world. How many souls have you won this year for Jesus? Not how many people you prayed for. Not how many people you invited to church. How many people have you discipled into the kingdom of God? Here's the T. If you're not doing that, you're not obeying the Great Commission. He didn't say, go ye therefore to church every Sunday. We got the church part and we got someone pouring into us part. But who are you pouring into? Young and older. Beware not to allow your light to dim or be hid by the cares of this world, disappointments, lies, and this very key one, familiarity. We can become so familiar with God and church that he is no longer, and church is no longer impactful like it used to be when we were young in the faith. Be careful getting too familiar with God to the point you are unusable. Don't lose your wonder, wondering. May we never lose our wonder. How do you stay on fire for Jesus the entirety of your faith walk? There are people walking away from the faith today, the elect. We are in a time, people, where people need to see Jesus on us more than hearing it come out of our mouth. 
<laughs> Isaiah 43, he tells us, I'm doing a new thing. I'm going to skitty along. He's doing a what? New thing. And he says, now. Do you not perceive and know it, and will you not give heed to it? Give heed to what he's doing now, right? We got to give our new generation a now move of God, not keep talking about what we experienced in our day. To give heed is to stand at attention, believe, pursue, stand at attention. Are you at attention to what God is doing? Are you standing? Are you believing? Are you active in the harvest right now? Because boy, is there a harvest. Two years. Do you know how huge the harvest is right now? The harvest is ripe. Their people's mental health is shot. They are waiting to hear an answer. But more than hear it, they're waiting to see one. They're waiting to find a religious person or a person that has a faith that is keeping them and they're, they're looking for joy. Remember, you're a sign, not the destination. So what kind of sign is following you that makes me want to follow you? All I need is one word, one touch one moment from Jesus and everything changes. All I need is one, say one, one. All I need is one distraction, one disappointment, one offense and one lie and everything Jesus has done in my life changes. So not only do I need one word, one moment, with Jesus, but I also got to guard myself for those one moments of disappointment and one lie that I began to fester in and, and, and sit in and, and, and harbor on. I got to watch out for the one offense. The one gossip moment, the one seed of division, the one lie, the one disruption. It really just takes one from either direction. Life or death. From either direction and life or death begins its cycle. You have to guard your heart from the one. And you have to invest and press into the one word, the one moment, the one encounter with Jesus and build on it. He creates moments so you can create momentum and then you can create monuments. We decide what moment we will allow to dictate the course of our lives from this point forward. Every day you have a choice to choose moments and whatever moments you choose, it has the potential to create momentum, life or death. Just one. The law of the spirit of life should always be the law that governs our lives. Romans 8 says, for the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new be being has freed me from the law of sin and of death. John 11, Martha then said to Jesus, master, if you had been here, if you had been here, if you had, I want you guys to keep thinking about the song we just sang. If you had been here by my brother would not have died. And even now I know. See, one of them, Mary, she didn't include, although you didn't come then, even now, you can still make a difference. I can't be stuck in what I think Jesus didn't do or should have done. 
that I miss what he's trying to do now. Because wherever Jesus is and whenever he show up, everything changes. And he says, and even now I know that whatever you ask from God, he'll grant it. Jesus said to her, your brother shall rise again. Martha replied, you see this tug of war? She said, you can do it now, but I know it'll rise later. Jesus said to her, I am myself the resurrection and the life. I am present. He didn't say I will be and he didn't say I was. He said, I am. Whoever believes in, adheres to, trusts in and relies on me, although he may die, yet he shall live. And it also, you got to understand the principle here. Yes, you'll die one day and you will rise again. But yes, today you shall die to yourself and rise today in your new man. And whoever continues to live, to keep the fire lit, to keep in faith, never dies. Your fire never goes out. I hate it when you had a camp and the fire dies down. You get mad at people like, why didn't you keep stoking the fire? Why you didn't? Have, how did that happen? Do you believe this is the question today? Do you believe he's alive today? And then how does your actions, your character, your joy, your peace, your love, your stress levels, how do they reflect your faith in the now God? He is today who he was and who he will be. He is today who he was and who he will be. Get out of the past, release the future, and grab hold of the now. He goes forward and says, by this time, he says, take away the stone. And he says, by this time, he's decaying. It's too late, Lord. And I don't know who's in here that feels it's too late. Maybe you didn't say it was too late, but here's how you are saying it's too late. You're not praying like you used to. You're changing your confession. You're, you're wrestling if you should still keep going. You're wrestling if you should go to this church. You're wrestling if you should stay married. You're wrestling. And what you're saying is, I think it's, I think it's kind of too late. If he would have intervened then, he didn't come when I wanted him to and how I wanted him to. So is it even worth keep going? And the truth of the matter, deep inside, some of the times we want to give up because we're afraid he just won't come through. So we don't want to live a vulnerable life dependent on someone who maybe come through. But when I'm weak, he's strong. <laughs> Jesus said to her, did I not tell you and promise you? That's another question. Whoever is believing, did God not say it? I don't care if it was 20 years ago. Did he not say it? I encourage you today to stay the course and stand on what he said. And if there's any area that needs to be quickly corrected, correct it. Because a little bit off will keep you going the wrong direction. He says, Lazarus, one word, Lazarus, come out and out walk the man. I want to help you here see something. Jesus did not go in the tomb to get Lazarus. I know we want the Lord to come and pick us up. And even when he helped the man that was supposed to jump in the pool, what did he say? Get up. 
I know you want him to carry you everywhere. I know you want him to pick you up. I know you want an audible voice. But Jesus sent a word into the tomb. And then that word carried Lazarus out. And I'm here today to tell you the Lord has already rolled the stone away. And he has sent a word in. And guess what? It's time for you to what? Come out. That is not a word for Easter. That's a word for every day. Come out. <laughs> Two claps. I really appreciate that. That was right where you clap. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm just give me five more. By this time is not his time. She said by this time he's a, by this time is not his time. Your time is not his time. His time is not your time. The idea is that you interest and trust God. You, it is dangerous to have restless faith. Wherever there is restless faith, there is small faith. You got to get to the point where you're content with him and his presence, not sitting in a waiting room waiting for him to do something. Because what he has already done has to be enough. <laughs> the call to Lazarus is a call to you. A call to Lazarus is a call to come. Not a, a, a word for you to sit there and wait for him to come. He's calling his church out. He said, come, David. Come to the battlefield. And David heard the call. And maybe it was a sandwich that brought him to the battle. But when he got to the battle, he didn't run from the call. So maybe God is using a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a job, a career opportunity, a vacation. But I would challenge you to beware of where the sandwich takes you. Come, Peter. One word. Come out of that boat. Come, issue. One touch. You see, all these people, Peter got out the boat. David got one stone and he slung it. The woman with the issue came out and she crawled to Jesus. Time after time, the lepers, the blind men, you see people pursuing Jesus, not in a position where they were on their heels, not they, they were on the balls of their feet, not on their heels. We're too relaxed, church. We need to lift up the hands of our pastors and carry the vision. And we need to get out there in the marketplace. It's not their job to go there. It's your job to go there. He is the one. He is the first. He is the last. And I'll leave you with the last. Revelations 1.8. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. Can I get a little keys? I'm about to close. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. He who is, say is, is. and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He who is, 
who was and is to come. You got to pay attention to this. John 4 says a time will come. However, indeed it is now. It's coming and it's here. The true genuine worshiper is in the who he is, not in the is to come and not who was. Because by the time we get to is to come, he'll be is. And then the scripture says, don't worry about tomorrow, which means don't worry about who's to come. I'm going forward. I need you into today because there's a generation that need to know the is church. I feel like renaming our church from Love Quest to the is church. If you're a church planner in here or if you're watching, that might be a really good name that's anointed and prophetic. The is church. It's marketable. It's powerful. But who says all of our church plans have to be named Love Quest? We might take you better hurry up for our trade market. He's the great I am. He's not the great I will be or the great I was. Everything about God is now, there, then. He covers it all. He's everywhere at the same time. <laughs> so we are to pursue, perceive, position him first. He's saying, come out of your depression. Come out of the paralysis that, that the pandemic wooed you into. Come out of the pattern of excuses and sabotage. Come out of the tomb of comparison. Come out of fault finding and cynicism. Come out of the tomb of delay and procrastination. He has rolled the stone away. He has sent the word into your tomb and all that is left is you to come out like Lazarus. So cast away that robe like blind Bartimaeus. Dip like Naaman until you break through. Crawl like the woman with the issue. Drop the net one more time like Peter. He's here today. And that's all I need to be focused on. Is he saying, come to me. The is church. Our grandchildren, they, they, they love stories. But Drake is a is rapper. Rihanna is a is. They're all talking about the culture today. You want to know what the culture is into? Listen to the music of the culture. And they will tell you what they're into. But for the church, we have to do the same thing and talk about what God is doing now. How he's moving in my life now. How he sees me now. How he loves me now. How he saved me now. I once was lost, now I'm found. Blind, now I see. I am a witness that God is real today. Not just before he was my grandmama's God, but he's my God. He's my children's God. The is church need to rise up. The is church needs to be excited. The is church needs to have passion. Let me help you. I'm not charismatic or Pentecostal. I'm free. Call it what you want to. Label people that, that have an external expression about God. But you can't tell. 
you can be out your tomb and still dead because he still came out with his clothes on. And my question to you, are you out the tomb but you still wrapped up? Are you mummified? Because if Jesus lives on the inside, I don't know about your Jesus, but he won't let me keep it all in. Some stuff is to be kept in. Sometimes there's a moment for chill. But this charismatic world and these charismatic leaders and charismatic artists that are leading our children, we're not fighting against the world. And we're not conforming to the world. But what we are doing is presenting an awesome alternative. It is everyone's duty to present an alive Jesus to this world. And be excited about Jesus. What church you go to? Horizon. Father, we thank you for Horizon. We thank you for your son. We thank you for life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Lord, we thank you for the is church. We thank you that there's people in this room that will allow you to present an alive God in the marketplace. That we are around some people that do not mind wearing some Jesus wearing that joy, wearing that unashamedness in the marketplace. Oh God, oh God, I need you. I need you now, not tomorrow, but now. For you are healer now. You are restorer now. You are powerful now. You are mighty now. You are a strengthener now. You are wisdom now. And Lord, we thank you that in you, we find our everything. You are our first love. You are our Jaira. You are our Rafa. And we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give God a hand? I just want to leave you guys with this. You can take that. Um, I was given opportunity, if you're watching, uh, May 21st, we are having a concert that is open to the city at the Bell Center. Um, May 21st at 7 p.m. Um, there is tickets, but they are by donation. So you set the price. But at the Bell Center at 7 p.m., May 21st, there will be a concert that the entire city is invited to. It's gonna be fun. You can bring your kids. It's gonna be some hip hop. It's gonna be some Afro beats. It's gonna be some worship. It's gonna be a powerful time. And so, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Pastor Craig and Pastor Shanda at Horizon Church. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.